You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, Ellie here bringing you my weekly note to the cafe community. As always, I'd love to hear your thoughts, questions, and comments. Please send them to us at letters at cafe.com. Nobody in our government holds more power for more time than a Supreme Court justice. It's not even particularly close anymore. President's last eight years, max. Now, six of the nine current justices already have that number beat. Four of them have at least doubled the tenure of a two-term president. Justice Clarence Thomas has served for over 30 years on the court. A president would need to win seven elections, seven to equal that. Or consider Justice Stephen Breyer, who announced his retirement last week. Breyer was confirmed as a justice of the Supreme Court on July 29th, 1994. The Senate confirmed him by a bipartisan 87 to 9 vote. We may never see that again. Think of how much time has passed since then. Where were you in 1994? I was between my freshman and sophomore years of college. Some of our readers weren't even born yet. The precocious ones, I know you're out there. The number one song in the country was, and I apologize in advance, I Swear by the group All For One. Producers don't play that. Though number two, Stay by Lisa Loeb was better. Producers, you can play a little track of that for our listeners. We use CDs to play music and paper maps to get around and payphones to make calls. Barack Obama was a community organizer just a few years out of law school. Donald Trump was known mostly for his schmaltzy, soon-to-be-bankrupt Atlantic City casinos. In all, Breyer's tenure spanned five presidencies, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Obama, Trump, and now Joe Biden. The stakes around any Supreme Court vacancy have always been astronomical, and now, more than ever, It's a numbers game. Federal judges, of course, enjoy life tenure under our Constitution, which doesn't actually contain the exact phrase life tenure. It says that federal judges, quote, shall serve their offices during good behavior, end quote, which allows for the possibility of impeachment and removal. No other federal official comes close to such permanent job security. Presidents, of course, are limited to two terms. Senators and representatives can run for office forever, but they need to continually win re-election, and no single member out of 535 total holds more sway than a justice. Life tenure for federal judges won't change without a constitutional amendment, which requires two-thirds of the Senate, two-thirds of the House, and three-fourths of the states. I'll save you some time. Not happening. It's worth noting, though, that in the 1780s, when the Constitution was drafted and ratified, the average life expectancy was a bit under 40 years. Now it's more than double that. So the framers' conception of life tenure might have been a bit different than what that term means in 2022, 
Alas, it's written on parchment and it's not changing now. Nor should we spend much time pondering whether the court will expand beyond its current nine members. Technically, this is possible, and Democrats could get it done by passing legislation. But the political will is simply not there. Among other things, Biden himself has never expressed enthusiasm for expanding the court. In fact, he flatly opposed it for decades until he took a more wishy-washy stance during his campaign before punting the issue over to a presidential commission where it predictably will die without further action. They've already issued a, quote, draft final report. Did you notice? And by the way, which is it? Is it draft or is it final? So against that backdrop of political reality, let's review the court's current demographics. Breyer, at age 83, is the oldest of the nine justices. The three youngest justices are the most recent appointees, all nominated by Trump, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, all between 50 and 56 years old. These three conservatives could well remain together as a block for the next 30 years. The court now has a 6-3 to three conservative lean. After Breyer retires and is replaced, the court will still have that very same 6-3 to three split. But that doesn't mean nothing changes. Assuming Biden chooses a nominee in her 40s or early 50s, and most of the leading potential candidates do fall in that range, liberals will gain something vital in the process. They'll renew their hold on a precious Supreme Court seat for the next three or four decades. Age has now become an indispensable consideration in the selection of a justice. One of the current contenders to replace Breyer, North Carolina State Supreme Court Justice Anita Earls, is 61. Now, that's not particularly old by any modern conception, but it also essentially disqualifies her. CNN has reported that Earls' age will hamper her serious consideration for the vacancy. There's a collective loss in the categorical exclusion of any candidate above, say, their mid-50s. Justice Thurgood Marshall joined the court when he was 59 years old. Justices Louis Brandeis and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were both confirmed at age 60. And Oliver Wendell Holmes was 61. If Earls is too old at 61, then all of these legendary justices might have been excluded by today's standards because of their ages. But as a practical reality, it would be self-defeating for either party to turn what could be a 30 or 40 year lock on a seat into a 10 or 20 year hold. Think of it as a matter of basic game theory. If one party plays the age game, but the other doesn't, It's only a matter of time before the age-conscious party dominates the court. If both parties opt for younger nominees, which now seems to be the norm, then they wind up back on even footing, but they also might overlook or exclude certain highly qualified candidates in the process. Both sides have cause for hope. And let's make no mistake, there are sides. Despite Breyer's grandiose declarations about the court being non-political, we know and he knows that's more aspiration than reality. Conservatives have and will continue to hold the upper hand. They can rest secure in their current 6-3 advantage, which will remain unchanged on the surface by Breyer's departure. But liberals might take heart in renewing their hold on Breyer's seat for another generation or two, and things can change quickly. As recently as 2018, we had a 4-4-1 court with Justice Anthony Kennedy generally seen as the swing vote and the increasingly ideologically unpredictable Chief Justice John Roberts counted among the four conservatives. That even split turned into a decisive conservative advantage in just four years. 
Could things change quickly back in favor of the court's liberals? With Breyer's departure, the two oldest justices will be conservatives Clarence Thomas, age 73, and Samuel Alito, 71. If Democrats somehow get to replace those justices, liberals will retake the majority. But back on the conservative side of the ledger, both Thomas and Alito could well hold office for another decade plus. And if recent trends hold, both conservative justices will likely try to time their departures to coincide with a Republican presidency to enable conservatives to renew their seats, just as Breyer apparently is doing now for Democrats. Our elected politicians aren't the only ones who play the numbers game. The justices themselves now seem attuned to it. We're all familiar with the essential traits of a Supreme Court justice. We want people who are wise, even-handed, principled, and respected. And now there's a new de facto qualification. The nominee simply can't be too old. It's not pleasant to acknowledge, but it's reality. These seats on the nation's highest court only rarely become available, and it would be a tactical mistake for either side to fail to lock down any available vacancy for as long as possible. Stay safe and stay informed, everybody. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.